Hello, hello, hello. Oh, it feels good to be back on this mic. You guys, happy freaking Maddie Mondays. Happy beginning of the week. We are deep in the throes of December. The time that I am recording this, though, it is actually 48 degrees. You guys, I raked leaves this morning. Granted, we've been putting them off for like kind of a minute. Um, because it kept snowing and you can't do it like with snow. So we were trying to like wait, but obviously we don't want leaves on the ground like when snow comes. So I raked leaves this morning. I rolled up my sleeves. I took off my beanie. Okay. This was at like 9 a.m. I'm, I'm shook. Yesterday I took my dog for a walk, rolled up my hoodie sleeves, could have done the walk in a tank. It is the like beginning of December. But you know what? I'm not questioning it. I'm not mad at it because we literally had winter last year from like, I swear to you, October till July. So I'm going to shut up and take it as long as we can maybe have a white Christmas. That would be great. Not too much snow, not too much. I just want to like wake up with like a smattering of snow. That'd be great. Um, Hope you guys are great. I hope you guys had a fabulous Thanksgiving I have not talked to you since, so we're obviously going to get into that because I love the holidays. I love the time spent with family. So we might as well just go right into that. Um, Our Thanksgiving was great. We, (laughs) I keep seeing this trend on TikTok that's like, I'm going to die if I marry into a turkey trot family. And we so are that. I mean, we don't go do turkey trots, but we always go find like a workout class or my husband goes and plays like football. So Caleb that morning woke up early and went and played in the turkey bowl. I usually go with him and bring Odin and we'll like run the track or walk around the track. Um, I do not play. I know super, super surprising. I'm, I actually am not a professional football player. Um, so I just watch and look really cute on the sidelines, but Caleb does go and play and he is great. Um, however, this year it was from like 7am to 9am. So even though the second he left, I was already like awake at that point. Um, But I had a couple things to get ready for Thanksgiving that morning. And then I actually went and took a hot Pilates class. It was amazing, non-sponsored, but shout out Core. They are amazing. And I think it's my favorite studio in the entire world to go do Pilates at. So anyway, so I went and did that. We came home, finished and got everything ready, showered really quickly rushed off to my in-laws because I definitely underestimated how much time I would have in the morning. It's funny because during the work day, I am like busting ass. Like I'm getting things done. I take every second that I have between clients, if I have like more than 20, 30 minutes to get stuff done. Um, However, on my days off, it's like a whole different thing. Like I don't know who I am or what time is. I'm like all over the freaking place, but it's fine. So, but we made it, we got there on time and it was wonderful. My mother-in-law is a fabulous cook. She definitely takes more of a vegetable approach on Thanksgiving and it's amazing because, you know, normally, and okay, I have to preface this with like, okay, not to be like almond about this, but I'm not a gorge myself on Thanksgiving kind of girly, okay? Like, don't get me wrong. I love chocolate. I love desserts. I love pies. I love everything. I just try to treat it as a regular meal 
because other than that, it like really stresses me out because then my mindset is like, oh, well, I have to like, and not that I'm saying anyone should ever use this mindset. It's actually a very like <laughs> not healthy mindset to have, but it's something I'm working through and it's fine. We're all human, but I have this mindset where I'm like, okay, I have to work out really, really heavy and eat like really, really light the first couple days leading up to Thanksgiving. And then the day after Thanksgiving, I have to do a detox and I have to only drink green juice. Like I just, it's easier for me to just treat it like a normal meal with some added like fun things, right? Cause it's not something that we eat every year. And there, I'm not a huge turkey person, but it's not, and it's not because like I've ever had bad turkey. It's just not like a personal preference, but everything else like Thanksgiving food wise is so good. So anyways, back to my mother-in-law, she makes like all like, it was like 70% vegetables, you guys. And then we had like potatoes and, and obviously like turkey, um, some rolls, but oh my gosh, like it was so nice because my plate was like mostly vegetables, but I still was full. Cause like we had other stuff and she does vegetables just like so perfectly anyways. So I have to just give that, put throw that in there because I don't know about you, but my Thanksgiving was fabulous. So anyways, um, then we went home. My brother actually came with us to my in-laws this year. So he went back with us. We picked up my little sister, finished decorating for Christmas because I was a psycho and put it up before Thanksgiving this year. I'm so sorry. I know. Um, opinions can change here on the Miked Up with Maddie podcast. But um and then the following day, I just had a couple clients and we went off to St. George. And that goes into my next thought. St. George was great, by the way. We didn't do a ton, so I'm not really even going to go into that. It was a great time. First trip with just my siblings and I. Um, we've never done that. And it was really fun to like look and see my... I mean, my my little sister is still 17, so she still like lives at home. But my brother's 20 and... It was so fun to be like, oh my gosh, like we're old enough to like go on a trip, just us, you know, and it was a blast. I love my siblings. They're my best friends in the whole world. Um, okay, Tesla, <laughs> Elon Musk, how are we feeling about him? I am going to preface this with I love my husband. I love that he has a Tesla. I'm very, very grateful that we were at a place in our life to purchase one. Ironically, it actually saves us a lot more money than we were spending on the Honda that he had previously, but that's a different story for a different day. Now, I'm gonna rant about Tesla for a minute, and maybe it's because I'm impatient. <laughs> but you guys, okay, from where I live, St. George is about three, three hours and 20 minutes away. We like to bust ass there. Sorry, I've said the A word twice in the podcast. Hide your kids. Um, yeah. So with the Tesla and it being colder weather, we had to charge three times on the way. Now, the charge doesn't take very long. And I do have to preface this with, gosh, that's like my favorite word. I need to stop using it. Um, but charging is a lot cheaper than gas, Okay. If we took my car, I drove a Volkswagen, um, and the gas is kind of, I don't know, maybe I don't know what gas is anymore, but like gas is expensive to me for my car. It's like 50, 60, 70 bucks to fill up. So we would have at least spent 140 bucks to fill the dang thing up. 
So, and charging each time was like six bucks. So I, I will have to, I do have to say that it's great in that sense. However, each charge at the minimum is like 15 to 20 minutes at the maximum an hour. Going there, it took us, mm, I want to say four and a half-ish hours, four hours. Granted, it was snowing a little bit, so we did have some, like, we had to drive slower. Then coming back, we left at 10.45 a.m., okay? So if you're going to do the math, let's say it takes three hours average to get home from there, like we didn't run into any traffic, ironically, when we came home. So 10.45, 11.45, 12.45, We should have gone there like around two o'clock. We got there at 3.30, which is fine. But I just don't have the patience to do that. I already, if you know me, I just hate road trips. I can stand going to Moab. I can stand going to St. George and like Bear Lake. Like maybe Vegas on a good day. Anything further than that, I'm sorry, but we're flying especially because some smaller airports in Utah, you can get cheap flights for less than gas. We're flying. I'm not sitting in the car. It's a pain. I'm just not doing it. So that's my gripe with Tesla. I also have a little bit of beef with you guys because we have a very hefty repair on our Tesla this week. And that's going to be great. So Tesla, Elon Musk, you and I have beef right now. It's fine. I'm very grateful for our car. However, nothing's perfect, right? So, and you know what? It's my podcast. It's my world and you guys are just living in it. So I'm going to complain about Tesla if I want to. Um, No, anyways, that makes me sound like such a snot, but there are a couple things. So if you are considering buying a Tesla, please text me. I'll give you all the negatives and then go ahead and text my husband and he'll make you want to buy it. Anyways, have a good day. Um... Okay, my next thought. Any, I, I'm so smooth with these, right? Like amazing. Um, any truck, a specific, it has to be a truck too, okay? Occasionally said trucks will have an American flag flying off of it. Sometimes a, a certain presidential candidate, candidate, is that how you say it? Um, 2024 flag, we're not naming names. But the biggest thing that's on this truck is the lions not sheep sticker, okay? Every single person that drives one of those trucks is a red flag, okay? Sorry, I'm being a hater today. Actually, I'm not sorry. I love you all, but <laughs> good good night to everyone who drives a lions not sheep sticker on their truck. <laughs> um, I have had my butt ridden, like like when I'm like driving my car, like they're riding my tail. The only people that ride my tail are jacked up Ford F-150s. And half of those trucks have a Lions Not Sheep sticker. I'm just going to leave that there. Red flag. Ladies, my single girlies, if you were married to a man with a Lions Not Sheep, I'll let it pass. Don't know why, but I'll let it pass. If you're going to go on a date with a guy and he picks you up in a truck specifically, or a Bronco. Why do I feel like it's a Bronco too? Like a lifted Bronco. Um, Make him take the sticker off or he's a walking red flag. That's all I have to say. Okay. I love marinara sauce. <laughs> um, ch- changing. Um, you guys. 
marinara sauce is so good. Like I literally was making, I've been in my like homemaker era. I know I'm like better than all of you, but I've been like homemaking my pizza dough. I'm just kidding. I'm not better than all of you, but it's so much better. They, like, and it's so easy. Like you guys, I'm like stupid when it comes to baking. The amount of times like I will do like a tablespoon instead of a teaspoon or I like I have to check things like 3000 times before I put them in because I will mess up a recipe. It, it's like foolproof, completely foolproof. That's this pizza dough oil. I, I do. It's literally like Pinterest. Like I can post it for you guys if you want. But anyways, I was putting like the marinara sauce on and I'm a gross human, right? So like when I finish, I just start scooping the marinara out of the freaking jar and like eating it like it's cottage cheese it's so good and for no reason so shout out italians thanks for marinara sauce um now going back to thanksgiving i am just real smooth with all these today you guys um black friday how are we feeling about black friday I think it's safe to say that it is not like what it once was. Now, I'm not even that old, but I remember watching on like the news. Someone would get like trampled at Walmart trying to get a TV. Girls were throwing, you're hitting each other for the last pair of shoes at Nordstrom. Like it was wild out there. Lawless land at these retail stores. Now, it's like you just got to wait with the item in your cart and and then you check out and you go and so so that's not my gripe my gripe is and I honestly I think it's great actually I'm gonna keep going on that I think it's great I don't think we need to wait out at, at Walmart at 3 a.m we're not camping out it's uncivilized let's I'm glad that we've moved on from that first of all why do we have Black Friday and Cyber Monday though and also, why were Black Friday sales going three weeks before? No, I have no problem with it because it's saving me money. I'm just curious why. So if you work for a big company, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but I would love to know why. Next. Guys, stop complaining about the prices on Black Friday. Okay? The amount of crap I... And honestly, I just need to get off TikTok. The amount of crap I saw about like... Target just putting the like price in front of like the Black Friday price in front of like the regular price and people were like pulling it away and seeing that it was the same price. Just don't shop it then. Like just don't. It's actually not that hard. And yeah, it sucks that big companies are lying to us. But that's how they make money, you guys. Like if if companies had good morals and good standards, they probably wouldn't make money, unfortunately, right? Like that's, that's really sad, but that's just how the world is. Stop complaining. Just don't buy it. Like to be real with you, there were definitely a couple things that I considered getting on Black Friday, but then I saw the price and how, because in my mind, Black Friday prices are supposed to be like 50, 60% off, right? Um, No, not in this economy, not anymore. It's like 15% off, 20% off, which is fine. I think that's great. I appreciate giving us the discount. And I, I'm not being stupid. I know that they mark things up so that they can mark them down. I, I know that there are a lot of behind the scenes actions happening. But again, they, they have to make money. They have to profit. I run a business. I have to profit. 
I could profit a lot more if I didn't have morals and standards and a guilty conscience, right? So I understand that you have to make a profit, but you guys, like the amount of people that are like conspiracy theorizing about Black Friday, it's out there. Companies are trying to make money. We, we, we all know this. They don't want us to save money. Like they don't care. They just want to profit. They want to sell you something and they want to profit off of you. So like, just don't shop it. I don't know. That was, that's my Black Friday rant. <laughs> Again, we're being so negative. I'm sorry. We'll get into funner things. Um, okay. Keeping on the note of cars. Apparently I'm just like beefing with cars today, but this actually happened in a Target parking lot. So, you know, when you're sitting in your car, right? I just hit my mic. I'm so sorry. You're sitting in your car, okay? Or you're getting into your car. So either way, one of the doors is open or they're closed and you're about to get out. It's fine, whatever. Or like, anyways. And someone sees that you are actively getting in or out of your car and there's like 300 other spots in the parking lot. Why are you parking next to me? Why, why, why are you pulling in, pulling your little car into the spot right next to me? And then I got to do this little awkward wave as I like, get into my car like, oopsie, sorry, like, let me get in so you can pull in. Or like the awkward, like, I just stand there and wait for them to pull in so that then I can like go to my door and get in my car. Now, I have no problem with this if this is the only parking spot there. That's that's completely fine. I have nothing wrong with that. But if there are plenty of parking spots, it's like the whole like, like, don't guys, I mean, I have probably maybe one male that listens to this podcast, but isn't there like a urinal thing where it's like, if the guy's on the urinal, like you don't go to the one next to him. Like there's always got to be one between or like, or the treadmill at the gym. Like, okay, that's psycho behavior to get on the treadmill right next to someone when there's others available. Like, don't be weird. Okay. Same rule applies in the parking lot. Do not make me feel awkward getting out of my flipping car because you have to pull in and take the one spot right next to me. It's gross. It's weird. Don't do it. It makes me feel awkward. Maybe I'm alone in this. Maybe I'm just like an awkward person, but it's, don't do it. It's illegal. It's actually illegal. Did you know that? It's not, but it's illegal now. Next. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not. Here's another illegal thing. The lights on during a hot Pilates or yoga class. Your girl is a sweaty girl. And I'm pretty sure everyone turns into a sweaty girly or guy in a hot class. Now, when I say hot, I'm talking 90 degrees to 120 degrees. Like you're intentionally turning the heat up. Um, As the weather drops, I get into my hot Pilates era and it's great. I love it. Turn the lights off. Most classes I go to have the lights off um, or it's like just like, ambient or ambient lighting like just why was I thinking I was so fancy with the way that was pronounced please um just just like a like a low lighting okay well then I went to another studio for the first time last week yes last Friday and it's great love the studio loved the workouts I'm actually going back there today for a workout super excited however the lights are on And maybe it was just this specific instructor. Again, I'm going there for the second time today, so I will turn around and give y'all an update. Um, turn the lights off. Turn turn them off. No one needs to see my sweaty booty crack in my leggings. No one needs to see me dripping sweat, 
fixing my hair, panting, crying, screaming, peeing. No one needs that. Turn them off. Turn them off. Also, I don't know if I have like sensory issues or something. Me just diagnosing myself here. Okay, guys. Um, I don't know about y'all, but like when we're doing like, and like Pilates specifically when it's, it's like time to music as well, you have to like focus because there's usually like multiple like levels in the one workout that you're doing and you got to focus, right? I, for some reason, if the lights are on, like I want to like watch people and be like, okay, am I doing this right? Like, oh, she did that a little bit better. Let me try that. Like, which is great. But like when the lights are off, like I feel like those like race horses with the little like blinders on the side, I'm like, okay, it's just me. I got to just focus on me. I don't know. I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but yeah, turn, turn the lights off. Turn, turn them off. We're done. We're done. Leave them. Turn them off. No one wants to see me sweat my booty off in class. Thank you. My last thought before we get into the actual episode that we're here for today. But I know you guys just come to listen to me rant about stupid things anyway, so it's fine. Um, okay, why am I a skinny legend during lunch? Like, I literally will eat like an apple and some cottage cheese or like a granola bar and half a cup of water. Oh, but dinner? I'm another person. That skinny legend during lunch, Pilates Princess Queen is gone. I am a ravenous raccoon at night and I want to eat everything. And it's probably because I have a small breakfast and I have a small lunch. So where are the main calories of my day coming from? My dinner. Because I'm retarded and I don't... I should not have said that word. I'm so sorry. Oh my bad. That's not a nice word. But anyways, I'm so hungry at dinner. And I know I probably should eat a bigger breakfast and then like a smaller lunch and then a small dinner. It's fine. That's not how my schedule works. And I'm don't feel like cooking during the day. It's fine. But oh, I feel so good. I'm like literally lunch. I'm like, okay, skinny. Like I need to eat a burger. And then the second I eat dinner, I'm like, oh, I'm getting on the scale tomorrow morning. I'm a little bit scared. It's fine. Um, okay. Moving on. 22 minutes into the episode. I'm sorry, you guys, but it's It's kind of nice going a little bit further between episodes because I feel like I have more to update you guys on like in my life or more things that I've like noticed throughout the world that I'm either like bugged with or loving. So I don't know. I just feel like we had to take that time to catch up and talk about the things. So anyways, today's episode, we are talking about movie facts that you've probably never heard about. I'll probably just do a couple um, since I have taken up so much this episode, but these are kind of interesting. And I don't know about you, but like, I'm not a movie critic. I'm not like, what do they call it? Like a cinephile, I think. But I love a good movie just as much as the next girl. So I found a couple really solid articles with just some, some facts you may have never known. So... In the 2002 Spider-Man, so these are, let's see, 2002. So those are, those are Tobey Maguire ones. I know, I'm so, I'm so smart, right? Um, Oh, please, it literally says it right here. Okay. So Peter Parker is seen coming to the help of his love interest, Mary Jane, after she slips inside their school cafeteria. Her lunch goes flying into the air, but Spider-Man manages to swoop in, stops her fall, and catches all of her lunch items using her tray. Get this, you guys. The scene wasn't made using CGI. 
nor was it stapled together from different takes. Visual effects supervisor John Dijkstra, hopefully that's how you say it, can be heard saying on the movie's DVD commentary, this next gag here where he catches all this stuff. So Tobey Maguire actually caught all of it. That's insane. I haven't seen that movie for a while, but that's super impressive. Um, okay. The Matrix Code comes from sushi recipes. All three existing Matrix films open with the same digital rain. So it's like that. I think they're, it's like the black screen and there's a like green. I think if I remember correctly, um, comes with like the same digital rain, vertical lines of code streaming down the screen to represent the virtual environment in which humans are unknowingly trapped. The man behind the iconic code is Simon Whiteley, a production and concept designer who revealed the origins design, wow, behind the design in a 2017 interview. I like to tell everybody that the Matrix's code is made out of Japanese sushi recipes. He explained that he scanned the characters from Japanese cookbooks owned by his wife. Without that code, there is no Matrix. Okay, that is hilarious. Why did I not see things you didn't know? I bet you didn't think you needed to know movie facts today, but you know what? When you're sitting at dinner with your family tonight, you can tell them a little fact. Okay, the next one says, the cat in The Godfather was a surprise. Uh, let's see, Don Corleone wasn't always supposed to be stroking a cat during his tete-a-tete with Bona Sarah. Rather, director Francis Ford spotted the animal on the set and decided to include it in the scene. Interesting. I kind of love those little ones. Like, what's the... Uh, and maybe it says it in here, but there is a Leonardo DiCaprio movie where I think he, like, smashes a glass down or breaks a glass or something. I'm not sure if it was supposed to, but he's, like, actually bleeding in the entire scene. And this the, the specific, like, take that they did when he cut himself made the final cut because he continues to keep going. Oh my gosh. Like you guys, Leonardo DiCaprio is so, I don't know if I would say he's underrated, but gosh, he just is an amazing actor. Love him. Love all his movies. Okay. Next one says, Buzz Lightyear almost had a different name. The early designs for Toy Story's Buzz Lightyear revealed the action figure was originally going to be called, get this, Lunar Larry. And its design was slightly different too. Buzz's name was changed in a tribute to real life Oh my gosh, why can I not speak? Real life astronaut Buzz Aldrin. That is so cool. All right, next one is the trash in All the President's Men came straight from the source. Okay, I've not seen this movie, but I'm interested to what it is. Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman famously portray Washington Post reporters Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein in All the President's Men, a dramatization of how the newspaper broke the, the Watergate scandal. Oh, wait, I kind of want to see this. Tens of thousands of dollars were spent in order to recreate the Washington Post's newsroom. That mission, according to the newspaper itself, including shipping genuine Washington Post trash to Hollywood in order to make sure the newsroom clutter looked authentic. Y'all, that is doing too much. Tens of thousands of dollars. Come on. But I bet it looks great. And you know what? Here's the thing about movies. 
what they spend to us seems like so much money, but what they profit, like, like, uh, what are the movies? The Avatar movies, like the little blue guys, you know, those costed so much to make because the CGI, let's just talk about that. But you know how much money they profited off of those movies? It's nuts. It's insane. Insane. Okay. There are a lot of Starbucks hiding in Fight Club. David Fincher once told Empire Magazine he hid Starbucks cups everywhere. In every shot of his 1999 adaptation of Chuck something novel as a tongue-in-cheek reference to the coffee chain. When I first moved to LA in 1984, you could not get a good cup of coffee in Los Angeles to save your life. I mean, it was really pathetic, he said. Then Starbucks came out and it was such a great idea. Good coffee. And when it became successful, there were like two, three on every block. It's too much of a good thing, but they read the script, they knew what they were doing, and they were kind of ready to poke a little fun at themselves. Okay, I love that, which is... <laughs> Not to give hate to Starbucks, please don't come after me, but I think the view of Starbucks has changed now. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Vigo Mortensen's pain, or Vigo, I'm not sure how to say his name, in The Lord of the Rings was real. In The Lord of the Rings, the two towers, oh, it's Aragorn. Okay, we're going to use Aragorn. We know the actor, it's fine. He is seen kicking a helmet as an expression of frustration as he thinks Merry and Pippin have died. That scene, according to director Peter Jackson, required four initial takes, after which the filmmaker decided to give Mortensen one last try. During that final take, which is included in the movie's final cut, so it made the final cut, Mortensen Mortensen lets out a drawn-out primal scream after hitting the helmet and falls to his knees. The reason for this added intensity, it turns out, is due to the fact that Mortensen broke two toes when kicking the helmet and integrated the pain into his performance as Aragorn. Okay, King, like keeping it, keeping it profesh. That's insanity. Okay. Gene Kelly was sick while filming the iconic scene in Singing in the Rain. Should he have been singing in the rain? According to Patricia Ward Kelly, Gene Kelly's wife from 1990. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm struggling. Um, His wife from 1990 to his death in 96, the performer was sick while filming his famous number in Singing in the Rain. It was all draped in black tarpaulin. So he would come outside of the tarpaulin into the daylight and just lie in the sunlight and just kind of bake the fever out of him. Oh my gosh. Which is insane because you kind of can't, I mean, obviously you can't tell. Like, fabulous job. Holy cow. Okay. Jaws wasn't always going to need a bigger boat. It's one of the most iconic lines in the history of cinema, and it wasn't always meant to be. You're going to need a bigger boat, is what Chief Brody says after the menacing white shark is first spotted. You're going to need a bigger boat had become a running joke on the film set, meant to signal small mishaps. It became a catchphrase for any time anything went wrong. If lunch was late or the swells were rocking the camera, Someone would say, you're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, that's kind of cute. Okay. The night. Oh my gosh. Okay. The Nightmare Before Christmas. We all know. We all love that movie. Also, I don't know if this is a hot take. I know that it's Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's a Halloween movie. 
Okay. It's not a Christmas movie. And it's also weird. <laughs> like, we've played it in the background of, like, Halloween parties. But I've not sat down to actually, like, physically watch it until this last Halloween. We watched it all the way through. It's weird. Okay? It's so weird. And it's a Tim Burton film, right? So, of course, it's going to be weird. But... Oh, it's weird. I don't think I'm going to watch it again. Okay. With a, a running time of 76 minutes, Henry Selick's 1993 musical dark fantasy film is quite lean by today's standards. But that doesn't mean it was quick to produce. Selick told the Daily Beast in 2017, the movie necessitated three and a half years in production, due in large part to the meticulous stop motion process. See, and that makes total sense, right? Like, especially back then. Nowadays, they probably could do it a lot quicker just with all of the, like, technology we have. But that is insane. So the st it looks like the stop motion animation took about 18 months. But with pre-production, where you storyboarded every single shot, it added up. At its peak, 120 people were working on it. And they had 12 to 17 animators on the job. Holy cow. Could you imagine? Like, that is nuts. But I mean, it's classic. It's iconic. I mean, I can't even tell you how many people have Jack Skellington on their front, you know, porches for Halloween. Like, it's huge. So I would think the payout would be definitely worth it. But I mean, if you think about that in timeline of today's stuff, like, didn't Avatar take, I mean, at least three years to do? So that's insane. I mean, I know it took more than that. But like, so for the fact a stop motion animated show or movie takes that long, that's nuts. That is nuts. Okay, just a couple more. In Steven Spielberg's E.T., he enlisted real doctors from USC Medical Center to play the doctors who try to save E.T. because Spielberg felt that the actors talking about technical medical ma matters didn't seem natural. Oh, that's actually really interesting. I mean, they do a great job. I have not seen that movie in forever. But that's crazy. Okay. The look of pain on Billy's face in Scream is very, very real. It's explained in the DVD commentary that Skeet Ulrich had open heart surgery when he was a kid and that while filming the scene when Sydney attacks Billy with an umbrella, the umbrella missed the protective vest he was wearing and hit him right in the old surgery wound. Oh my gosh. Oh, that like physically hurts me. Okay. In Return of the Jedi, the alien language is actually Kikuyu, which is spoken in parts of Kenya. Huh. That is really interesting. I would never have known that. Well, uh, things to know. Okay, wait. Actually, there's one more. Titanic. Hold on. We have to because this is like my favorite movie. In Titanic, Jack accidentally telling Rose to lie on the bed instead of the couch before he draws apparently wasn't in the script. Leonardo DiCaprio allegedly said it by mistake and director James Cameron decided to keep it in. Oh my gosh, wait. Okay, also, Leo's great. 
James Cameron, though. Can we talk about that? I heard, so he was like super, super invested in the Titanic movie. Like, I don't know if you you guys know this, but the from the beginning of when they get on the boat, I, I think is how it is in, in the Titanic movie until they end, is the exact time that it took the actual Titanic to sink. He did that on purpose, y'all. Like, that's so cool. There's so many little things that James Cameron does in his movies that are just so interesting and so fun to look into. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed. I love movie stuff. I love fun facts. It's fun to, like, watch a movie with your friends and be like, did you know this scene, like, this happened and all the things. So um, if you know the movie I'm talking about with Leonardo DiCaprio and that broken glass scene... Let me know or I'm going to go like ask my husband because I know he's seen it. And I will tell you guys about that next time because I feel bad that I cannot think of what the freaking movie's called. Um, but anyways, have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening and supporting the podcast. You guys are awesome. I had a couple people during like Spotify wrapped day or whatever, um, reach out to me and I was their top podcast. And that's huge, you guys. Like for a new podcaster and only having a couple episodes out, the fact that some of you that like maybe don't even listen to a ton of podcasts, like take the time to listen to mine. Guys, that like melts my freaking heart. I love you all. Have a great day and I'll see you next time. Bye.